This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. I spent, I spent the first 30 minutes just smelling it, and then, you know, when it got cold, I, I took a bite. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey. And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good. Great. Sweet, doing sweet good? whistling Christ. I'm great tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Oh my right. God. <laughs> Are we back in the roaring 20s of the gold room? Is that what we're talking like that, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? It's got to be my favorite quote from this movie. Yeah, you, you guys oh, don't know. That's right. That's right. I do remember that quote. That's right. That's right. And I was gonna ask you guys, like, you know, not not talking about the movie, but how you guys getting like acquainted to the gold room, you know, having a bar oh. only a walking distance away from us. How are you guys liking it? What do you think, Laura? I love it. I just feel like home here. I never want to leave. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Laura, Laura, put the axe down, Laura. Put the axe down. Okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Greg? How are you liking the gold room? Oh, I love it. It's like Vegas. You wake up two in the morning and everything is still on and alive. You know, it just, it never Ooh. sleeps. I love it here. Alive. That's a dangerous word. I right like now. that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm loving it too. Like I said, the bar is a walking distance away. You know, we got Lloyd chilling, bringing us what we want. You know, if you want to take a furry in the side room, you can. It, it's, it's all fun right now. It's all exciting. <laughs> You know, so we're loving the new setting. We're loving everything going on right now. It's just, it's so fun, you know? <laughs> Laura's shaking her head right now. She, I don't know if that joke's going to stay in. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this week, like Greg mentioned, uh, we're conjecturing 2014's Tusk. This was my movie pick. Uh, I don't know why I chose this to come off our hello, our anniversary extravaganza two-parter, but uh, I did. Um, so what do you guys, you know, if you guys are wearing something, what are you wearing? What props do you have? What do you got going on, Laura? I went on Amazon immediately and I next day ordered a porno stash because <laughs> porno Justin stash. Long has this ridiculous mustache in this movie. And it was embarrassing. I, I don't know why, what his choice was for that. So, yeah, I'm rocking my porno stash and I have my big, big gulp right here. The big straw. Nice, nice. We were we were joking that Laura's mustache, it's not as much a porno stash as it is like a, a, a Mario Luigi mustache. You know, yeah, we, feel like she should be, we feel like she should be draining the pipes in room 237 or something <laughs> like that right now. I don't know. But uh, it, it's good. You know, definitely committed, Laura. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what about you greg what do you got going on tonight i spent a good five minutes uh with arts and crafts time and i turned my beanie <laughs> into a into a walrus head <laughs> yeah, so I've, got, I've got the googly eyes i've got the tusks coming down i'm you know i'm starting to feel like i could survive you know freezing temperatures if i go outside and i've got like you know my big warm coat and this nice. is also you know i've also got the 7-eleven type of big gulp drink mm-hmm it was full before we started, guys. Look at this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I You're really going to have to pee now. Mm-hmm. It was like half Fanta, Fanta, Fanta. I don't know how you Fanta <laughs> and uh, vitamin water. And then the other half is um, leftover margarita Ooh. from last week. Oh, wow. That sounds kind of tasty. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Nice. Oh, it's great. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm just uh, I got a shining shirt on tonight. I'm doing my oh, working to play make Jack and Boy shining shirt I have. 
And then I just have chopsticks I put in my mouth to look like a walrus. I mean, my body's already walrus-esque. So, you know, when we took our little photo, I did a little pose and Laura said I went full walrus. So you guys will be able to see that. You guys will be able to see that. You'll be able to see that when we, when we post that, uh, you know, and I also got my big... My big drink here. I actually went to DT, old school. Shout out for our pod to Del Taco. Oh, um, got a big old, nice. big old Coke and just threw a bunch of brandy in it. So nice. So it's good to go right now, you know? Yeah. So if you, anybody wants to see these pictures, you got to be following us uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Conjecturing Pod. Uh, you can see my full walrus, Laura's stash, or Greg's googly eyed walrus head. So yeah. I'm like quarter walrus. You know, I'm too afraid to go full. Yeah, <laughs> but you went for it. You went for it. I went, I went for it. I don't know if I'll be able to come back. Yeah, I'm to, you guys are never feeding. go full walrus, yeah. guys. Yeah, never go full walrus. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any follow up from anniversary show? The two parter that came out these past couple of weeks. You guys have anything you want to say about it? What do you think, Laura? I just had the best time recording it. It was so fun and funny, and I hope people that enjoy listening to us, you know enjoyed hearing some funny throwbacks but i guess i will say (laughs) just a personal story is we as a lot of you probably know by now we stayed up until 3 30 almost four in the morning it was like a five-hour recording session and i definitely was in trouble with my husband the next day (laughs) apparently i was howling i was having Mm -hmm. so much fun um yeah so I was. I woke up in the doghouse. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Greg? What, what do you think? Did you have any trouble, or did you just have fun recording? No, everyone's you know sleeps pretty heavily. Uh, I had such a good time. I think if you're a new listener and you listen to it, you will have like no clue what we're joking about half the time, but the other <laughs> half you'll you'll pick it up, which I think is just more incentive to go back and listen to some really cool old episodes. Um, I loved it so much because it reminded me of like just how much effort and and time and just uh a fun we, we put into the last year which has just gone by like that oh my god um, i know so I, I i had a really good time yeah mm-hmm. yeah for for me the anniversary show was just such a fun time recording i i, I joked with these guys not even joked i was kind of serious with these guys beforehand and just being like i don't want to worry about time i don't want to worry about editing i don't want to worry about anything personally for me usually when we record I'm currently, as we're talking, thinking, what can I cut? What can I edit? So I'm never really fully in the moment. And for this anniversary five-hour recording extravaganza, I was just kicking back, having fun, playing clips and laughing with my friends. And to me, that was the funnest thing I think I've done this past year. You know, as much as I have fun every week, like that was like the, you know, the best thing I've had. It was so fun to do, especially like we talked about just you know, what a, what a dark year we've had. And to end, I think like that was really cool for us, you know? Um, yeah. so we hope, we hope everybody listening enjoyed it. If you haven't checked it out, checked it out, go back to last uh, two weeks, listen to it. You'll pretty much get an overall sense of what we've been doing this past year, how much we've grown and all the stupid, ridiculous stuff we've done. So a uh, great time. <laughs> so I actually enjoyed it, but, uh, you know, on to this year, on to 2021, on to this fucking movie Tusk. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I picked this movie because I had seen this movie, of course, in the past. I, I mean, right up front, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. So I've seen all his movies. So of course I've seen this as much as I don't really watch horror. This is one I watched. 
Um, and I know Laura didn't want to watch this movie. So oh, I that, did not want to watch this movie. That's more or less why I picked it, just because I knew that. We've been talking about Justin Long, I think, for like four weeks now, <laughs> you know, with Drag Me to Hell and then the anniversary show, of course, talking about my love for him, which is still there. You know, having him coming on, you know, him uh, having a little <laughs> clip there of him saying he loved me. So I'm just like, let's continue to love. Let's do Tusk. Let's end it there. Uh, might be a glorious end. It might be a gross end. I'm not sure. We'll get into it. But uh, yeah, that's why I picked it more or less. Um, so you guys had never seen it both, correct? Right? Right. No. Wow. This is going to be I crazy. literally knew uh, nothing about what the movie was about either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg wasn't even sure what was happening right now. Yeah, he wasn't sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'll get into it. we'll get into it a little bit. So let's uh, let's tra- transition to our horror segment of the week right now. Uh, for you guys this week, I have. Oh, I got a game this week. No, I got a game this week. I have not. <laughs> I have not done a game in, it's been months, I think, since I've wow, personally man. done a game. It's been a minute. So the game I came up with, I, I know you guys don't know Justin as much as I do, you know, and his movies. So I came up with a game to help that. So the game I came up with, it's it's called Now Playing. You know, it's kind of like a play on a theater, what's playing next to the theater, more or less. It's a synopsis guessing game. And not like our traditional one. I put a twist on it. So how it's going to go is I'll, I will give you one of Justin's movie titles, the title only, and you'll need to tell me and guess what the movie is about synopsis style. <laughs> and I pick movies. Of course, I know you guys have never seen these movies because I know you too. So and then if you're able to do that, if you're able to give a full synopsis, I'm the judge and I think you nailed the synopsis what the movie's about. I'll give you a point. The other thing we're going to do now is the, ch- the challenger, the other uh, person, is going to have to guess one to five how close they think that she's, the other person's going to get. So, oh Greg, so Greg, if you think Laura is going to nail the synopsis of this movie just mm-hmm. by the title, then you say, okay, I think five. And if you get that number wow. right, then you get a point. So you each have a chance to get a point through the game based on the synopsis that is told. <laughs> okay. And then I have, of course, I have the movies. I have the official synopsis from Google. So that's what we're going on is the official synopsis from Google. Can I say that you're looking you're looking really handsome tonight, Rob? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I just told everybody I literally look like a walrus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a audition like Greg did. I'm not gonna swade me, you know. <laughs> um okay, do you guys understand the rules? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay, good, good, okay. All right. Laura, so- I'm gonna say I'm gonna spare you the trouble. Just drop ones, you know, the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I just drop ones all the way. Yeah, I'm just cool. helping you out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's uh let's get let's get going here. Let's get going with the game here. Uh, okay. Laura's going right. to be first. You know, Laura's going to be first. And, and the two two ones I'm going to give you guys first are softballs, just so we can kind of like get the idea of what's going yes. on here. Okay. All right. Okay. So first one, this first Justin Long movie. The movie title is Dodgeball. So I, and and I know you both have seen this, and that's not a problem. This is the only one I'm allowing you to pretty much have seen. So I, okay. So now you have to pretty much tell me. Oh, wait. First, Greg has to guess. Okay, Greg, uh, Greg, how many points do you think one to five Laura is going to get this synopsis of the movie, more or less? I think she's going to she's gonna dodge one here. She's going to get a four on this. this a synopsis. four out of five? Yeah. Okay. All right. So almost perfect. So almost perfect synopsis. Okay. All right, Laura. Okay. Um, this movie stars Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And- you know we're talking about other actors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what his character's name is, so sorry. Uh, but that's a one. It's Vince Vaughn. He runs this kooky little gym, 
And there is another gym like across the street or something run by Ben Stiller's character. And it's, it's about to put his out of business. So um, they somehow find out that there somehow? is a <laughs> dodgeball very tournament where you get like a pretty hefty cash prize. How and much? So he, um, un mm -hmm. Unsure. And I, he ends up, having a few of his employees, Vince Vaughn's character has a few of his employees and some of the gym members join this team and they enter into a dodgeball tournament to try to win that money. But then of course, Ben Stiller's character finds out and he also comes up with a good dodgeball mm -hmm. team. And yeah, it's a great, great movie. Okay. All right. Whether, <laughs> whether or not it's great has no bearing on the synopsis, Laura, just so you know. This is my okay. first one. Yeah, that's Give a first one. That's why I want to get, you know, let's, let's just, you know. <laughs> that was not a softball. That was a rubbery ball, Rob. That was rubbery also, ball. you were like talking the whole time. I was trying to think through that one. <laughs> Laura, for an extra point, can you, can you name the five Ds of dodgeball? Oh, <laughs> come on, Laura. What? You can't name the five Ds of dodgeball? All right. There we go, Rob. Take that really? into consideration. You can't. Oh, negative one for Laura. I've right there. never heard of that in my life. That's in the movie, the five Ds of dodgeball. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, right. Negative one. Writing it down. Okay. Negative one point. <laughs> Greg, can you name the five for an extra point? Dive, duck, dip, dodge, and there's a dodge at the beginning. So two dodges. Exactly. Okay. One point Bam. for Greg. Okay. Greg has one. Laura, negative one. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just invented that rule right now. <laughs> Just on the fly. Yep. Uh, okay. So I'll read the synopsis now and then we can all kind of see where this goes. Okay. All right. All right. Average Joe's gym and its odor owner, Pete LaFleur, Vince Vaughn, are both down on their luck. A fancy competing gym called Globo Gym run by the maniacal health nut, White Goodman, Ben Stiller, is about to put Average Joe's out of business unless Peter can raise $50,000 to keep his mortgage. To save the gym, Peter and his ragtag group of average Joe's members and employees enter a dodgeball contest with a big cash prize. In response, White forms his own Globo Gym team to route the competition. I, I would Dude, mm -hmm. I nailed that. I would say from a one to five, Laura, you were right at a four. You were you were right there. I wouldn't say perfect five. I think so too. I think you so. You couldn't too. name yeah, any of yeah. the characters. You didn't know dip dodge, dip dove and dive, and Average whatever it's worth. Joe's, yeah. uh, I would say a four, which means Laura, you get I would give you one point, Laura. I'll give you one point. It's close enough for a point. And then I think Greg gets a point because he guessed a four. So you both get a point. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good job, Laura. Good job. You guys understand? You. you guys get kind of how it goes now, right? All right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now we're to Greg's turn. Okay. Okay. Okay, Greg, your movie title, this Justin Long movie is Jeepers Creepers. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So Laura, one to five. How close do you think Greg is going to get the synopsis? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Laura? I'm going to say a 3.5 3 because 5. Greg's seen the movie, but I think he struggles Ooh, with forming synopses. So. Okay, Greg, whenever you're ready, let's give your synopsis uh, overview of the movie a bit. Okay. A brother and his sister traveling across the country together witness a mystery man dumping a body into the well. They're chased by him down the road, and he winds up being a an ancient <laughs> demonic being that resurfaces every several decades to consume the body parts of various body parts of his victims and in order to regenerate himself and go back into hibernation until he resurfaces another 75 years to wreak havoc 
on the town again. Okay. All right. That was that's it. That was actually that was good. That was pretty good. It was actually short and concise. I was getting a little worried there that you're gonna start and get into more details. But that was pretty good, Greg. Good job. Good job. Yeah. All that right. was good. So your Laura uh, Laura's guess was three point five. Okay. All right. Uh, let me read it now. Okay. Here's a synopsis. Okay. After making a horrific discovery in the basement of an old abandoned church, Trish Gina Phillips and her brother Derry Justin Long. Watch their routine road trip home from college turn into a heart-stopping race for their lives. They find themselves the chosen prey of an indestructible force that relentlessly pursues them and gives a new and chilling meaning to the old song Jeepers Creepers. So I would definitely have to say, Greg, you did not say... I have to name the song? It should have been a synopsis, the song Jeepers Creepers. Why? You know, so... I would say I'd say I still give Greg a one because he's close. He's pretty close. I give him a one for that synopsis. And then Laura, I would say you were pretty close. A 3.5, I think, is pretty accurate. He got most of it right, but forgot a pretty big chunk, which I think would be a 1.5%. So so you nice. both you both get a point again. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. So now we're to the ones I'm pretty sure you guys maybe have never seen. So okay. Oh, so this is gonna be interesting now, okay? Mm, okay. Okay. All right, Laura. It's all right, you're a Laura. Your next one. Here's your next movie. Okay, Justin Long movie. The movie is Accepted. This is Justin Long, Blake Lively, and Jonah Hill. So, what synopsis? Wait, this isn't the one with Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. No, isn't that Accepted? I, I have no idea. All I know is this movie. <laughs> are you going to say Tina Fey and Paul Rudd are in this movie? Because you're going to get no points. <laughs> okay, Laura. So, what's the? What do you think this movie is about? The name is so generic. <laughs> That's kind of the fun it. of this game now. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen it. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> yeah. So, Greg, you go first. You have to. Oh yeah, Greg. So to... one. She, that's a one. That's one. a one. You think she's gonna get? So one. she's gonna get like something correct, and then everything else will probably be wrong. Okay. Oh, do I? I can I go to zero? You can go to zero. That's up to you. Oh, you it's a zero. You think she's gonna get absolutely nothing correct? Absolutely okay. nothing right. All right, Greg's guess zero guess. Okay. Accepted. Accepted. <laughs> Accepted. Okay. All right. Um. Justin Long is accepted into this. No. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck it. All right. Justin Long and Jonah Hill are best friends and Justin Long gets into this great college and Jonah Hill does not. So they, they take their uh, Justin Long's girlfriend, Blake Lively, on a road trip to this college to check Justin Long's character in. And when they get there, um, Jonah Hill gets mistaken for a, uh, a class for, for getting in. And so they end up faking his acceptance through the whole film. And he ends up rooming with Justin Long. Um, yeah. And at the end of the movie, they figure it out, but they let him stay, even though his GPA was like a 2.0. Okay, all right. That's a pretty decent guess. It's a pretty decent guess, you know? Okay, all right. Now I'll read you the real one, the real synopsis now, okay? And you can kind of see how far you were off, Laura, okay? Cool. I think you got, I think you got one thing right because you said the word college. That's about it. Uh, okay, so, all right, you ready? Okay. After receiving his latest college rejection letter, senior Bartleby Gaines, Justin Long, devises a novel way to fool everyone into thinking he is, a, he is college bound. Open his own university, that is. Barnaby and his similarly stymied friends take over an abandoned building, create a fake website, hire a friend's uncle to pose as the dean, and presto, a school is born. 
However, they do their jobs too well, and soon many other rejects try to gain admit admittance to the non-existent Southampton Institute of Technology. Whoa, so this is like the old school, except instead of a fraternity, it's a college. Actual college, yeah. Oh my God, I got to see this movie. This you definitely awesome. didn't get a zero, that's for no, sure. No, I'd say she got a one because she said the word college. She knows it was at a college, so I have to give her yeah. one point. They fake a school. I said that Jonah Hill faked his admission. Yeah, but he's not faking. Ooh. Oh, I guess that's true. Okay, all right. You said the word fake. Yeah, you said the word fake. <laughs> you said the word Justin. Okay. <laughs> all right, Laura. So I'll give you a, you get a two. So you get two correct. Okay. All right. And Greg, you were guessing a zero, right, Greg? So Greg. Wait, def- she gets just one point. Though. Well, uh, that's what I'm deciding right now. But Greg, you definitely get zero points because you definitely didn't get it correct. Laura, I say Laura didn't come close enough to getting that correct. So I'm going to say a zero. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Over Bummer, to Greg. Dude. Yeah, over to Greg. Sorry. Okay. All right. Greg. All right. You're Wait next. On me. Here's your next movie. Okay. Movie title. You're next. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good at that. He wasn't oh. in that movie. Sorry. Okay. Uh, this is 2010's Going the Distance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's a piece of cake. Uh, <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, you ready? Wait, have you seen it or not? No. No, you have to be honest, Greg. Don't lie. I have not seen it. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, all right, Greg. Let's hear your synopsis. Wait, <laughs> I have to give my guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Laura. So one to five, what do you think? How many things, how many things is Why in Why do you sound so... Oh, Greg. I don't know what I'm going to do with you, man. Um... He seems really confident, but he hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. So you must know what it's about. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to say you're going to get a one. A one? So he's going to get something correct. Yeah, I think he's going to get something correct. Yeah. All right, okay. All right, Greg, let's hear your synopsis for Going the Distance. Yeah, Going the Distance is a pretty straightforward movie. Uh <laughs> You're already off to a great start. Yeah, I mean, Justin Long, he encounters an insurmountable challenge at the beginning of the movie. And it goes on for about 20 minutes. And whoever thought that he could get into this? It was crazy. It's um, so vague. And by about the, the middle of the movie, he comes up with this crazy scheme that this is how I'm going to solve this thing. And no. he requires the help of two or three really cool supportive <laughs> characters um, who just have really different personalities. And, you know, they're like, you know, we can do this, guys. We can go the distance. And, um, you know, the then distance. the other guy comes in and he's like, you guys are not going to do this. I'm telling you, you're not going to do it. I'm not going to go the distance. You're going yeah. zero distance. You're going and, zero distance, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, the, <laughs> by, by the end of the movie, you know, they went the full distance. Oh, they went the full distance. Yeah. I mean, and then, of course, you know, happily ever after. So, oh, there yeah. you go. Hmm, interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think, uh, I think you were a little generous with your one, Laura. Uh, so, okay. So let's read, the, <laughs> let's read the synopsis here. Okay. All right. Uh, Aaron, Drew Barrymore, and Garrett, Justin Long, are very much in love. When Erin moves to San Francisco to finish her journalism degree and Garrett stays behind in New York to work in the music industry, they gamely keep the romance alive and web and webcams and frequent flyer miles. But just when it seems the lovers will soon be reunited, they each score a big break that could separate them for good. It's the big break. So, (laughs) uh, Greg, you literally got zero. You got nothing correct. That's the challenge. I mean, it's a long distance relationship. <laughs> you didn't they say had to overcome any of that specifically. That's the distance. You know, the di- the distance is is that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I we know that now because I read it, not because of what you said. I thought it was pretty clear from <laughs> oh, what my, my synopsis, Sorry. but you know, Sorry, Greg. I got to give you a got to give you a zero there, Greg. 
Okay. Right, well, and then Laura, sorry. I mean, if I have to spoon feed you guys, just you know, <laughs> next time we'll do it. All right. And Laura, you also get a zero because you guessed a one. Okay. So maybe stop being so generous, you guys. All right. Okay. All right. Next one, Laura, your turn. You ready, Laura? Mm-hmm. Okay. The movie title is Strange Wilderness. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, one. I'll give it a one. You may say the word wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? You didn't get a one for saying distance 50 times, Greg. So, <laughs> But right. she got a, she got a one for saying college. Yeah, but college was not in the title. Oh, okay. Fair okay. point. All right. Okay. So, Greg, you're guessing a one? Yeah. Oh, all right. I might be a little generous. Okay. All right. One. All right. Okay, Laura, whenever you're ready. Strange Wilderness, Justin Long, 2008 film. Okay. There... It's like a group of guys, right? <laughs> you sound like Greg's now. <laughs> they encounter a problem. <laughs> okay, there's a group of guys and they want to be on like a like a reality TV wilderness show, right? Okay. But they're because they're such strange they're they're very strange people, so they're not getting on the show. And we find out later that the show is actually like not real. Like they don't actually go out in the wilderness, but these guys are like, we're going to go out in the wilderness and do a bunch of crazy shit and film it to show these people just how crazy we are and how willing we are and and that we should be on the show. So they go out in the wilderness and a bunch of awful shit happens to them and they record it all. And then they all make it out. But at the end you learn that, you know, they didn't have to do all that to get on the show. I don't know. Laura, you don't get points for saying the word wilderness. We already covered that <laughs> like 10 times. Matt, all right, let's read the synopsis and let's see how close or far. They go wild in the wilderness. Laura, Laura the wilderness. Let's, let's see if she's in the brush or she's floating down a river. Let's see. Uh, okay. So, all right, here's the synopsis. Okay. Peter uh, Galk takes over when his father, a respected wildlife TV host, dies, but receives far less success. When the show is threatened with cancellation, Peter and his know-nothing crew of stoners and idiots realize the only one creature can save the show, Bigfoot. She said TV. Yeah, you, so you said that TV. That was crazy. You said yeah. there was a TV well, show. You yeah. said it's a group of friends. Book. You said that they were threatening cancellation, I think you said, or you said the show was going to go off the air. I didn't say that. I just said that they weren't going to make it like on the show. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. I thought I thought you were pretty close. I thought you were pretty close. Definitely better than a one, Greg. I'll tell you that. So, Greg, you definitely get a zero. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Greg? Do you think I should give her a point for how close she was or wasn't? What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I think she's uh, yeah. pretty close. The fact that you were in the same. I mean, the last thing I think of when you tell me strange wilderness is technology. Much uh, least of all TV, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, nailed the TV show aspect. Okay, all right, pretty good. So it's like over to Greg now. Okay, Greg, you ready for your next movie? All right, Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, you liar! You're you're such a liar. <laughs> Greg, you got to be honest, Greg. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen that movie. You just seen other pornos? <laughs> <laughs> I know of the movie. I've just I've never yeah, seen. Yeah. Also, the title like gives away the movie, so that's, <laughs> that's cool. Okay, but still, the, you got to see how many points he gets from it. You know. All right. Just because he says the word porno, he's not going to get to get a synopsis right. <laughs> I mean, he said distance 50 times in another one, and I didn't get many points. So, 
Okay, Greg, whenever you're ready, Zach and Mary make a porno. Wait, Laura, you, did, you didn't drop your, your score. Oh, sorry, sorry. I always forget. Okay, Laura, what do you think? One to five? Yeah, I think you're going to get pretty darn close. Mm. But if a four is like I've seen it and this is my attempt, then I'm going to say three. Three. I'm going to say three. Three? Mm-hmm. Okay, Greg, whenever you're ready. Zach. Wait, wait. I'll say, I'll say Laura, put that porn stash back on, Laura. <laughs> put your porn <laughs> stash back on. <laughs> put your mustache back on. <laughs> Laura's in the movie. Bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, you ready? You ready, Greg? Let's go. Zach meets Mary. Mary <laughs> falls in love with Zach. No, but the problem is she, Mary, never knew about Zach's fetish to always film a porno with with his, uh, you know, soon to be wife. So, dude, why did I give a three? She <laughs> she discovers this, and you know, you? he's like, <laughs> he's like, Let, let's do this, babe. It's going to bring us closer together, and she agrees wow. to. And the, the very last scene of the movie is, in fact, their porno together. <laughs> well, and then, then the credits roll. <laughs> And other things roll too, but you know, most of the credits. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, Laura, you give him the three was way too generous. Oh my goodness. That was not. Yeah. Yeah. He played you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that little smirk he gave, he, he thought he knew everything. Um, okay. All right. Let's read the real synopsis here. Lifelong friends and now roommates, Zach, Seth Rogen and Mary Elizabeth Banks are buried under a mountain of debt. When the electricity is turned off, they realize that desperate times call for desperate measures. They decide to make an adult film to raise some cash. Though they swear that having sex will not damage their friendship, their business proposition quickly turns into something much more. So other than you naming the names that are in the title, Greg, I say you got nothing correct. <laughs> right, Laura? You agree? Zero for Greg? Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Wow. All right, so Greg, you get nothing. Laura, you get nothing because you guessed a three. Okay, so nothing there again. Uh, okay, over to back to look at you guys. Got one more each. One more each, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to make a big, big come from behind here. You know. Well, that was after the credits. That movie. I come from behind. <laughs> That's the sequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready, Laura? Yes. Okay. Movie title: Galaxy Quest. 1999's Galaxy Quest. Have you seen this, Laura? No, of course I haven't seen this movie. Justin Jesus. Long, I think this is one of his first acting roles. He was a baby in this movie. Uh, not literally a baby. He was a young man. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so disappointed Laura hasn't seen this one. Okay. But I had a feeling she had it. Uh, okay. Okay, Laura. Galaxy Quest, 1999 film. Greg has to give his... Okay, first. Greg. One to five. What do you think she's, she's going to get, Greg? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Maybe she's yeah. trying to play you right now. Oh, she oh, could be. You might. Mm. Trying to pull a me. Yeah. Quest Galaxy or Galaxy Quest? Oh, she's really laying it on thick oh, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, like, right. which, uh, which way do the words go again? How do you... What does the word galaxy <laughs> mean? What's a, what's a, uh, what's a movie? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, what's a movie again, guys? Galaxy Quest, Where am right? I? Where am I, guys? <laughs> <laughs> do I leave my eyes open or close them? What do I do, guys? <laughs> <laughs> is this a picture film? What is this? <laughs> okay, oh, okay, all right. all right. Okay, wait, Greg, are you staying with zero? Are you staying with zero, Greg? Yep. Okay, yep. all right. She's not that good of an actress. Okay, all right. Okay. Galaxy all right. Quest. Galaxy <laughs> Quest. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. 99. Everybody listening, please email us in if you're angry as I am that Laura has never seen Galaxy Quest. It's iconic. Okay. Okay, Laura. Okay. Um, Galaxy Quest is a. <laughs> 
it's, always, it's always good to start with the name of the title in your synopsis. It's a quest that begins in the galaxy. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is going to be Laura's going the distance. They're on a quest. They have a quest to do. There's somebody's trying to stop them from their quest. My imagination is trying oh. to write a fucking movie script right now. So if you could just give me a second. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Galaxy Quest is a movie about <laughs> a crew on a spaceship. And we're talking like 3,000 years in the future. And what happens is, is that they, they get into our... Um, like our galaxy <laughs> and <laughs> and points not awarded for, for repeating the title. Just a reminder, friendly reminder. They come into our universe, okay, like better where word. earth is, right? Other word for galaxy. And okay. they, because they are now in our like universe, they, um, they get some kind of signal on their spaceship and it's showing old episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> okay. And they, and they think that, that's like another ship mm-hmm. with real crew members. So they are uh, this crew. They're on their way to find the Star Trek Voyager. Right, and then, in, and then in doing yeah. so, they learn that all there is is just a bunch of dumb fucks on Earth. And it was just <laughs> like all made up. Okay. All right. And, and, you, you're, <laughs> and you're swearing right now. You've never seen this movie. I've never seen. I swear to God on. Have you ever played it in the background? while you're doing work all right let me let me read it and we'll see how close this is actually pretty astounding okay all right the stars of a 1970s sci-fi show now scrapping star trek no (laughs) the the stars of a 1970s science sci-fi show now scrapping a living through reruns and sci-fi conventions are beamed aboard an alien spacecraft Believing the cast heroically on-screen dramas are historical documentaries of real-life adventures, the band of aliens turn to the alien celebrities for help in their quest to overcome the <laughs> oppressive regime in their solar system. Oh my god, I you're, got it, but like, you're pretty, You're pretty close. I have not seen this movie. I gave you a point for saying spaceship, you know? Uh, I gave you a point for saying TV show, like thinking they have like a real, think it's real. I give you a point for saying they realize there's just dumb fucks on Earth. I I would definitely say a point there, right? Tim Kate? Allen is yeah. in this movie. Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, very young, like oh, 17, 17 year old Justin Long. You agree, Greg? You got to give her a point, right? Yeah. What didn't I? What I said? She got. I said she would get a three. You said I'd get a zero. You said zero. You said zero. Oh, Greg. Said three. I said three. Yeah. So Greg. Said zero. <laughs> yeah. I have I have much more respect for you than that. I think I said three. Yeah. So Laura <laughs> gets. I, I'm giving Laura a point because I thought that was pretty Holy damn close. Shit. That is really good. Yeah. I know that is, that is good job, Laura. Good job. You know, maybe you got some of your cred back, even though you've never seen the movie. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it? Have you seen it, Greg? No, I haven't seen it. No. Oh, you guys need to. Oh my god, that's why one, I didn't chirp up when my, Rob was like, you're, "I'm ashamed that you haven't seen it." I'm like, "Oh, one of my next, one of my next pick my poisons are going to be watching fucking Galaxy Quest." You guys, okay? All right, saying it right now. I don't um, need to watch it. I already like know the whole movie. <laughs> you already lived it. You already lived it in your mind. You wrote it in your mind. That's <laughs> I wrote true. it in my mind. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's true. All right, let's go to Greg. So this is the last question. Tie game right now. All right, so one of you have to get something right to get this W. Okay. All right, Greg, movie title, 2002 film, Crossroads. Oh, Greg. Yeah, I picked this one for it's going to be hilarious. Uh, Um, I'm saying (laughs) Greg. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Laura, what are you going to guess? One to five. 
2002's Crossroads. I'm saying zero. You're saying zero? Okay. Oh my God. I just feel like the title doesn't help you. So. I know. That's why exactly why I picked it. <laughs> All right, Greg. What do you think? 2002 film Crossroads. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I have a pretty good grasp on what it's about. Um, <laughs> so Justin Long is... I mean, he, he works out at this gym, which they're about to be taken over by a very fancier gym. And, you know, he realizes that, you know, if he goes on a road trip with his sister, um, he might be able to acquire his mother's company, um, which is a construction company. And they're competing against another construction company who's trying to build the same road to a shopping center um, where they could make a lot of money. So, you know, in doing that, Aliens come down and they realize, you know, we're not as sophisticated as they thought that we were. You know, we're still here building roads when they, they thought that we were in spaceships already. So, I mean, it's it, there's a lot of things going on. I don't think it actually has a, a genre attached to it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but um, mm -hmm. I think it's a uh, yeah horror sci-fi dramedy. I think is the official genre. <laughs> of this movie. But um, yeah, um, in fact, it doesn't have an ending. They they never finish. It just it. stops. Yeah, that, that's why it's called Crossroads. They're looking for the two roads <laughs> to actually meet one day. Wow. Well, so, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like Greg I mean, should get a point just for that creativity. Honestly, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think it's I think it's just amazing for all the words Greg said. None of them have anything to do with this movie, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll read the synopsis, and you guys can be the judge. Okay, this does star Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, and Tyrion Manning. Um, so here's the, here's the synopsis. The story of three childhood friends, Lucy, Britney Spears, Kit, Zoe Saldana, and Mimi, Taryn Manning, who are eight years apart, rediscover their friendship on a cross-country trip. With barely a plan, particularly no money, but plenty of dreams, the girls catch a lift with Mimi's handsome friend, Ben, Anson Mount, in his convertible. Along the way, they not only gather experiences that will change their lives, but they also discover how important it is to hold on to their heart's desires. So, you're pretty... I'm pretty sure I said that he drives across the country <laughs> in a convertible with his sister to acquire the construction company yes. bestowed upon him. Oh, his family. He, trust me. None of those girls are his sister in the movie. <laughs> no, no. Trust me. Oh. no, 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 none of that shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I would say a zero. <laughs> I would say a zero, which uh, coincidentally is what Laura guessed. So Laura, you get a point. You win. Congrats for another W. So, so we've established Laura, you are uh you know, a renowned actress, and now you're an accomplished screenwriter. Can you also operate cameras and, and dollies <laughs> as well? Is this something that we don't know about yet? Yeah, no, Lurus, do <laughs> it all. He's the jack, <laughs> jack of all trades. Ooh, <laughs> jack of all trades are in the Shining Room. I love it. Nice, Ooh, nice. I like it. I like it. Nice. Yeah, Laura could do no wrong right now. She grows a porn stash overnight. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me feel like a oh, thousand bucks. Yeah, there oh, you go. Shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's get another round, Lloyd. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you guys want to email us in about any of the, the game portion of this, any other movies or characters we can throw into that type of game, you can hit us up conjecturing pod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Um, so now it's time to get to our movie. So let's smell the poutine. Let's smell the poutine and get to the movie this week. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys actually ever had poutine? Have you had yes, it? Yes, it's delicious. You like it? I actually didn't really yes. like it. I was surprised. What? Yeah, as fat as I am, I thought gravy on fries <laughs> that I would love 
but I didn't. I was just kind of like, okay, like I did, I did, couldn't love it. I don't know. It's weird. What about you, Greg? Did you ever taste some poutine? <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Greg. What's wrong with you? Greg love, is dying I, right I, now. I love the taste of poutine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I've had, in, in reality, I've had it exactly one time oh, uh, in yeah. Napa. <laughs> Napa? Some high class poutine. Dang, you had to pay, pay a few bucks for that poutine. Wow. <laughs> I, spent, right. I spent the first 30 minutes just smelling it. <laughs> and then, you know, when it got cold, I, I took a bite. Oh, nobody wants cold poutine. No, no. You got to have, <laughs> right. you gotta have it warm. Let's move this all right, all right, all right. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Laura's, Laura's pulling us back in. Laura's reeling us in. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, so a spoiler warning for the movie we're doing this week, Tusk. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2014 film. Uh, director, writer, Kevin Smith. Of course, I already talked about it. I really like him. Of course, you got Clerk, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Red State. Another movie I actually really like. It's super dark that he did. Um, have you ever seen Red State, Laura? No. I've seen every other one you've listed, though. All right. <laughs> Might be another pick down the road. We'll see. All the comedies. Um, yeah. uh, budget for this movie, $3 million. Box office was only $1.9 I know after the fact, this found a home on VOD and rentals. Just like Kevin Smith, all his fans find his stuff later on down the road. That's usually his MO going forward, really. Um, Laura, do you want to do some interesting facts? Yeah. So this movie was shot in only 15 days. I always think that's crazy when I read facts like that. I don't know how they did that. Um, according to Kevin Smith, most of the budget was used to obtain the rights to use the song Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Crazy to me because I also, I mean, we'll get into it, but I feel like I would assume most of the budget was towards the walrus suit, but mm. wow. All right. Yeah. Could be. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Despite what it says at the beginning of the film, this is not actually based on true events. Um, <laughs> but the Kill Bill kid was inspired by the real life Star Wars kid. Yeah. Did you guys ever yeah. watch that? Yeah, video? yeah, I mean, that was yeah. obvious. Everybody saw they had like a billion hits on YouTube or yeah. whatever. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yep. So during the restaurant scene with Guy Lapointe, you nailed it, Laura. Guy, I thought it was Guy. <laughs> That's what I thought Guy. too. Oh, is it it's, not Guy? It's Guy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, the characters discuss the previous murder of a hockey player named Gregory Gumtree. This is a reference to the British Craigslist type website called Gumtree, which is where Kevin Smith saw the original walrus prank advertisement on which he based the script of this movie. That's me. I'm Gregory. I'm Gregory yeah. Gumtree here. And the last fun fact I have is that both Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp's daughters, uh, Harley Quinn and Lily Rose, they play the two unhelpful clerks in the convenience store, which was then spun off into their own Canadian based horror comedy, Yoga Hosers, with a giant Nazi bratwurst as the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Laura gave us like, nope. Okay. All right, Laura, do you want to do cast? Sure. Justin Long plays Wallace Brighton and Michael Parks as Howard Howe, RIP. Um, and then we have Genesis Rodriguez as Ali and Haley Joel Osment as Teddy Craft and the very surprise cameo by Johnny Depp as Guy Lapointe. So I have to tell you guys my story of how I figured this out. Did you figure one out? I could not tell it was him. Yeah, it's it's really good makeup job. Mm-hmm. I could not tell it was him. 
But it just so happened that I decided to hit pause during that first scene he was in to go like use the restroom or get a snack or something. And you know, when you watch movies, I think it's on prime. If you hit pause, it will tell you all of the actors that are in the scene. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden it says Johnny Depp. And I literally just stared at the screen like, (laughs) what? This is wrong. And then I just was looking at him, staring at him. I mean, it was, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, the makeup was really good. But also a really well-kept secret. I had no Mm -hmm. idea he was going to be in this movie. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it's it's a super cool, like whatever you call it, a cameo or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, All right, Laura, we've been doing synopsis all night. Do you want to do one more now that you've seen the movie? Why not? Okay, so Justin Long, um, he is kind of like this asshole podcaster. <laughs> Not like <laughs> us. Not like us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty close, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's traveling to Canada to interview the Kill Bill kid who chopped off his leg. And unfortunately, when he gets to Canada, we find out that the kid um, committed suicide. And so Justin Long has no story for his podcast. So he goes into this bar. And while he's there, he sees this note from this old man that's offering room and board um, for just someone to come and keep him company because he's a lonely man and he wants to share these incredible stories with him. So Justin Long calls him up, heads on over to try to get a good story for his podcast and learns that this man uh, was lost at sea at one point in his life and befriended a walrus who saved his life. And his mission is to turn his companion into a walrus. So he drugs Justin Long, surgically uh, transforms him into a walrus, and Justin Long goes full fucking walrus by the end of the movie. The end. Wow. That, that's a that's a five out of five synopsis. You nailed every point. Laura. <laughs> hey, Good game's job. over. Game's, game's over, guys. guys. Laura. Good job. <laughs> I need Good to get job. an extra point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh let's just start with the opening intro of this movie. You know, really it's it opens on podcasts, kind of setting up Justin Long's character, who he is, what he's about. Um, so what do you guys think of just the opening of establishing Justin's character? Um, what do you what do you think, Greg? Uh, it was fine. I mean, you open up, they have like, their own little studio for podcasting. Their podcast is called the Not C Party Podcast. Yeah. Like, the, I think the idea was that Justin Long's character goes out and does these interviews, but uh, Haley Joe Osmond's character goes has no idea or he, he's not there to actually see it with his eyes, hence not see mm-hmm. and you know throughout the the movie they're surprised you know by that people are offended by the name um <laughs> over and over again anyway so that was the intro to the movie i i mean how far do you take the intro that's that's right right before the the opening credits roll and it was kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah you, you get a sense of like they're kind of they're sort of shock jockey they're they're getting ratings and they make money by doing this full time and you can kind of get the sense of they want to get more extreme. They want to ex- uh, get wilder reviews, more listens, so that um, you know whoever is paying to do this podcast, probably marketers, whoever can k- keep doing that. So you get the sense that they just want to keep getting wilder and wilder stories, even if it's at the expense of you know other people. So that's kind of the theme that you pick up in, in the first few minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Laura? What do you think of like the opening of this movie, kind of setting up like who these two characters are, or more or less who Justin is, really? Yeah, it worked for me. I enjoyed it. I 
felt like in that short amount of time, I really got the vibe of their podcast and both of their personalities. Um, and then obviously them watching this video of the Kill Bill kid and us watching him, you know, like, what what is that sword called? What is that type of sword called? Like a katana? Yes, oh. thank you. Greg would know. Yeah, Greg would know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few. Yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> You know, just like in, case. in this you never video, know. cut off my leg though. Mm -hmm. the, the kid is maneuvering it and accidentally chops his leg off, and they just laugh hysterically. <laughs> and at first, I laugh too because they're laughing, and I'm like, "Oh, this is funny." But then it really hits me. Wait, that was supposed to be a real video. Like that is <laughs> yeah. awful. That's not funny at all. Um, but I just felt like. The fact that it did that for me and made me laugh with them, I was definitely just feeling the vibe that they were bringing. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I could tell that they were going to be asshole characters from the get go. So immediately I knew like, okay, I I'm pretty aware of what this movie's about. So like, I know what's down the line for Justin, but I was like, I'm kind of glad they made him an asshole really? because huh. then it's like, you might not feel as bad. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> so, That's anyway, interesting. Cause those like, are my thoughts. I'm like the complete opposite of you, Laura. Like, I, I mean, I, I like the open, like right up front with me through this whole review of this is I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. We all know I love Justin, you know, I love everything he does. So I'm already biased. I think in this movie where I just love everything this movie is about. I love the journey it took to make it. I love how, why it was made, how it was made the whole thing with, this all started on Kevin Smith podcast as an idea reading from this Gumtree post and Kevin Smith just making up ideas and kind of like making jokes about it. And it turned into this movie. And I love like the journey of making this movie. So it's hard for me not to like this movie because of that. And it's hard. For, I can't separate it. I can't separate mm -hmm. my love for the making of it and what I think the movie actually is. So it's hard, but um, yeah, but for me, like the biggest thing in this movie is like Justin Long's character is a fucking asshole. And to me, it's like the only movie I can think where Justin plays that. He always plays a likable guy. He's usually a funny character, sometimes dickish, but humorous. So I usually like him in almost every movie I can think of. I remember thinking that way too. Anytime he did really asshole-ish things, I, I, it, to me, it felt out of character because I, I wasn't used to hearing or seeing him be that type of guy in yeah. these movies. Yeah, for, for me, I didn't mind him being an asshole. Just to me, like Laura was talking about, it was hard for me to root for him to live because he was such like a shitbag character that I really wasn't invested on him living because I'm like, the guy's a douche. I really don't care if he dies. I feel like if he was a nice, genuine character, like he is in every other movie who played a nice guy... I would want him to live from the very beginning. So when he's, you know, grabbed by this guy, I'd be like, oh my God, you need to live because I like you. But he's such an asshole that I'm like, oh, you're, I don't really care if you die. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's get into now. Like we don't need to jump into characters acting, I think yet. Let's just go a little bit more through the movie a bit because I kind of want to go into like, you know, that sets up, you know, who he is, what they're about. He's going to go on a journey up north because he's going to go interview this, the, the Kill Bill kid, apparently the kid killed himself. Another dark humor from Kevin Smith. Um, then, of course, like Laura said, this guy needs to, Justin Long's character needs to find a new story. So he sees the letter on the wall. He reads it, you know, pretty much like Laura said, he goes to the house. And I really want to get into more of that secondary open in the movie now, because it's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. Justin's at this guy's mm -hmm. house reading that letter within the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. 
it's pretty quick. Then they start with some flashbacks mm-hmm. later on, but it's pretty quickly you're at that house. So I want to know right away, what did you guys think of like that opening of the house, the Michael Parks character? How, was it Howard Howe? Howard Howe, Howard whatever Howe. his name is. What do you guys think yeah. of that character, that opening of them two? Uh, what do you think, Laura? Yeah, I, again, really liked that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael, Michael Parks just killed it. It's so crazy how like this sweet, gentle old man was like, scary for and i can't i still can't put my finger on why i don't know if it's because i knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. just kind of knowing what the movie's about but i just was like oh i just felt so unnerved the whole time he was there mm-hmm. and then uh, you know as soon as i saw the tea he was like would you like some tea i was like <laughs> oh shoot probably don't drink it and then like in between his stories you know justin long's character who by the way is named wallace Wallace, walrus, too close yeah, together. Know, yeah. So dumb. But anyway, a <laughs> little, little, just, on, little like, on the on the nose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to call him Justin Long. Anyway, yeah, me too. <laughs> Justin's character keeps going. Oh, this tea is really good. I'm like, oh, don't drink it. Don't drink it. But yeah, I, I was super into it. I felt like their acting and the, their two characters were my favorite in this movie because their acting was just so strong. Um, and I, I loved that whole scene um, of him meeting Howard Howe and uh, him giving some of his stories and talking in all of these like eloquent quotes mm-hmm. from other authors or, you know, famous people, historians, what have you. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Hmm. OK, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, what, what do you think, Greg? Yeah. What did you think of that whole setup with them, too? I thought this scene was the hands down the best part of the movie. Hmm. Wow. I thought their interaction together was so um engaging mm-hmm. first of all i mean justin long i gotta say i mean a lot of, he's not a, a renowned actor you might say but i i think i'm a fan now mm-hmm. i yeah. i love how he acts i love how he his delivery is very natural you could tell that you know it got kind of hard toward the middle of the scene where he had to keep acting surprised about this old guy's <laughs> stories and us as viewers were like okay you go to this person's house um, that you don't know in the middle of nowhere and you have no idea how you got there. He's got, you know, wall, you know, petrified walrus penis like mounted on his <laughs> wall. And he, he was a seaman for you know, no pun intended for like decades, right? And he survived a shark attack. And you know, he's done all these things, and you're coming into his home on a whim. But the thing is, he was stuck in getting the story. He was, of course, he was definitely naturally interested in uh in howard's stories but he was just stuck in like oh that's just more material that's more material that's more stuff i can throw in my pod we can you know and we can make episodes out of this i mean i imagine that's what he's thinking so all of that and knowing that there's something sinister going on behind this old man's eyes i thought made for such great tension and in the way that he's talking to him i mean you just that's what you want in a movie that's what you want in the scene is to sort of get lost in it and while there were other parts in this movie that I was pulled out, this was the one where I felt like it zones you in. And this was the best thing about the movie, I thought, was this scene. Yeah. 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 I mean, like like we already announced on Pick Your Poison, we're going to start doing interviews probably soon. So if you guys, if I ever want to do an interview with a random person, maybe somewhere and they want me to go there, please stop me. Don't let me go <laughs> because I will totally be Justin. That's one thing I noticed in this movie. I am very much this character, his obliviousness to like the dangers of the world. Mm. And my wife tells me it all the time. I never think like the negative or the darkness 
is out there. So I'll just randomly just walk down the street like nothing's wrong, but not realizing something is happening to the side that I should notice or be like, maybe that guy over there is shady. I don't know. I don't notice those things. So I would totally be this. I would be like, oh, I'm taking a piss. I read a letter. Yeah, let me go interview this guy. Like knowing nothing about him. That seems so dangerous. Like, you know what I mean? Um, But so just guys going forward, just keep an eye on me. Okay. You know, (laughs) I don't don't want to end up like this. We got it. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. You know, Um, (laughs) and that goes for anybody else who wants to be interviewed on our show. You don't have to come to our house. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to drink our tea. You can just, we can do it remotely, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the pandemic's over, maybe we'll invite you into the the gold room or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty much like you said, he drinks the tea, he passes out. You know, I think this is when you get the first flashback. So this is when you start getting the first of multiple flashbacks in this movie of scenes that have happened prior, setting up more of who Wallace really is, getting more for this character, and revealing more of his girlfriend, the uh, what is the Genesis Rodriguez character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you guys think of the first flashback scene? I know he's getting a blow job, but you know, like what that scene starts to set up. What do you, what do you think, Laura? I think it was kind of cheesy. Like she's like, Oh, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Uh, and he was just, it was just him being more of an asshole. Like mm-hmm. you know, she was saying, Oh, I miss the old you. And he was saying, well, the old me didn't make this much money on ads alone in one year and just being an asshole. But this is where things really stopped making sense Hmm. to me and i started getting annoyed really okay was the beginning of that mm-hmm. yeah okay what about you greg what do you think about that flashback did it work did it not work for you uh, i didn't care either way it didn't really stand out as a scene to me but yeah it does serve a purpose i i think he's trying to give motives partial motives as to why justin long is such a dick like he's motivated by money and fame and he's ashamed or he hates a, a previous form of himself for whatever mm-hmm. reason not that it's right but yeah. that that's his motive and his girlfriend clearly doesn't agree with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is another scene again for me, you guys. I feel like this might be my alternate reality life or something like that. If our podcast <laughs> takes off, don't let me be a douchebag. Don't let me become <laughs> this character. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm so afraid that like, this is going to be me being like, I got $100,000 in ads alone. Now blow me. You know, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be that guy, you know, <laughs> just, just keep me in, keep me in check. You guys keep me in check. We got okay. merch coming out. Shoot, right. We might hit that hundred grand. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Laura's laughing. Um, but but yeah, the scene the scene alone is just used to, to like I said to establish more of Justin's character that he's actually not yeah. like a super nice guy. That his girlfriend clearly is like, I wish you were someone else. I wish you would go back to who you were. You know, so it's already given you that dichotomy of this character and who he is and who he used to be and maybe where who he wants to be and you know. Um, but yeah, let's get into now like the walrus stuff is starting. So pretty much Justin Long wakes up from this, you know, whatever we call it, a dream he had. This is my, this is, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You want to describe Weirdly. it? Laura? Go for it. Yeah. So he, he comes to, and he's sitting in a wheelchair with a blanket in his lap. And, you know, Mr. Howe is also in his wheelchair, just a little bit away from him. And they're just kind of looking at each other and he's really out of it. And he's just like, Oh, what happened? And so Mr. Howe starts telling him that, you know, he passed out and he passed out because he was bitten by a spider, a brown recluse, which is a super poisonous spider. I mean, that spider kills people. (laughs) It's really dangerous. But I love this scene because of Justin Long's acting. He played like a drugged up, 
yeah. you know, confused character so well. I mean, the way he was just mumbling like, oh, shit, a spider bit me. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. it was so spot on. I was laughing, but I also was like, oh, shit, is he OK? Like, I'm buying this, you know. Um, and then as, you know, Mr. Howe is telling him a little bit more about what happened. He said a doctor was here, had to see you and actually had to amputate that leg. And then it, it zones in on, you know, uh, his like left leg, which is now a nubbin and his reaction. Oh my God. His reaction mm -hmm. is just like, cause he's still so drugged up yeah. mm -hmm. and he's just like, Oh my God. Oh shit. This is crazy. And then he's saying like, I need a phone. I need to call my family. And at this point, you know, Mr. Howe's coming up with all these excuses <laughs> yeah. that just are so stupid. Like, oh, well, the doctor said the doctor accidentally cracked your phone. He stepped on it and he told me to take all the phones out of the house so that you're not interrupted. <laughs> and yeah, I thought that scene was the best, not only acting. Well, one, it, it he wasn't quite a walrus yet. So I'm so happy <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but yeah, besides the acting, I just felt like that scene combined the the horror of this movie and the anxiety of what was happening and still made me laugh like in between mm -hmm. and that's so hard to do yeah so i i i really like that scene a lot that's good that's good okay <laughs> i watched it twice i was like <laughs> acting yeah what about you greg do you feel the same way about that scene yeah it was really good like i said being that gentle you know, psychotic captain who's giving gentle words while you know that something sinister is going on was so good. And even talk, going back to Justin, you know, the scene afterwards where he's got him sitting in a wheelchair across the dining room table, the way that he yells that line really like shook me through the TV where he's like, yeah. get me out of this chair, you fucking psycho. I, yes. I felt that in my bones. That was mm -hmm. so well delivered. And then, of course, Howard just doesn't even react. Yeah. You know, and he's still talking about, you know, he's got those lines, cute is Chinese, <laughs> cute is for Chinese babies, Mr. <laughs> Brighton, but my walrus companion was beautiful. He's got all these yeah. weird lines that almost make no sense, which is perfect because if he was, if he answered Justin Long's character it, it, with anything but this old timey poetry, hmm. it would, it would make him seem real and vulnerable. But the fact that he kind of kept elevating and he was this like Shakespearean guy each time um, made him just so much more creepier. Their back and forth really is what I thought, you know, carried yes, whatever was good about this movie. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. Like I said, uh, Justin, I think, is the best he's ever been in this movie. And then you have, you know, Michael Parks just killing you know, no pun intended, killing these lines and, and this and that and all this, the, the crazy things that Kevin Smith wrote for him to say are just so like insane, but he pulls it off so well with that docile tone he has. Yeah. And then of course, like an old man is saying it. So it almost like eases what he's saying at times, yeah. you know, and it makes it actually more interesting. If it was like a young person saying it, you'd be like, what the fuck? Um, do you have something to say, Greg? Oh, I was just agreeing, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the context was, but he had said something like, so small you might even call it itsy bitsy uh oh yeah. oh the itsy well because at this point he starts like <laughs> i think this is when justin like comes to in his in his stupor because at this point it's like yeah everything he's saying in return either kind of makes sense or is like a quote of some sort mm. or a saying yeah but that was the first time that he starts really mocking like, him yeah mm -hmm. you know he's like oh it's just the itsy bitsy spider goes up the water spout <laughs> and like 
that's the first time where you're like, this guy is fucking crazy. And yeah, I totally agree with you, Greg, about how when Justin shouts that at him, it was like really intense. But also, can we talk about the fact that all Michael Parks had to do was stand up? That's it. Mm. And the fear, I was like, oh, shit. And I felt like Justin Long also had that Mm -hmm. look, the acting again, spot on, like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like he just got quiet. Oh, like when, when does an old man standing up make you scared? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, uh, like we talked about every scene with Justin and, and Michael Parks is, is pretty much gold up to this point in the movie. You know, all their interactions are so spot on, so genuine, so creepy and fearful. And the dinner, the dinner scene alone is a really good scene. You know, it, yeah. it really starts establishing what's going to happen here. You know, the, the Howard Howell guy really says like, you know, I had a companion and this and that, and I've been building this walrus suit and, you know, I would like you to, you would fit right into it, you know, but you need to speak like a walrus and be a walrus and blah, blah, blah. You need to go full walrus. You need to go full walrus, you know? Yeah. And then when he did, yeah, when he does the itsy bitsy spider part, you're like, this guy's insane. Cause that's the first time, like you said, Laura, he broke, he almost broke character. I don't know what you want to call it, but he, he was just like, he lit the insanity out for a second there. He wasn't like mm-hmm. nice and gentle and sophisticated anymore. He was almost like a weird yeah. child. He, he was like, if the most interesting, per- you know, the guy on the commercial is the most interesting yep. man alive it's like if he had a mur- you know uh murderous instincts mm. it would be then he would just turn into this guy yeah yeah i mean uh next you, what you pretty much got after that is you have one more flashback i think that really sets up i think more of this movie it's mm-hmm. a flashback with the girlfriend crying into the camera kind of just talking about what a trash bag this character justin's playing is that he consistently cheats on her that she hates herself for still being with him for everything he puts her through you know it, i thought it was a really great scene a great acting scene with the tears in her eyes and i actually really like that scene what do you think laura you're shaking your head or with your hand over your eyes i don't know what that means that was the worst scene in this movie really? and it was completely unnecessary unneeded it added zero value to the movie uh she is just literally talking and crying for what felt like 10 minutes. I am like, what movie am I watching? Like, why are we derailing? Mm. We are on a good path. Like they already had a flashback where he's telling his buddy that he does the podcast with that he cheats on his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We've already had the flashback about she's giving him a BJ and then they stop and she is like decides then and there that that's the moment to be like, why are you going and stay with me? It just none of it adds up the mm-hmm. way she's like in her speech talking about how you know, oh, he cheats on me. And I'm so glad that my dad's not alive to see how he treats me. Bitch, then then leave. What, like, I'm sorry. It Justin Long's character is not like manipulating her and abusing her. I mean, there are relationships where you want to leave and you can't. This wasn't it. Mm. So the whole thing made zero sense and it went on for a long time. And I'm just, I think this movie would be 10 times better if we just cut her character out. Really? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What, what well, you... there's another character I want to cut out too, but wow. that's, that's okay, the first okay, okay. of okay. All right, all right. Yeah. Greg, uh, what, do you, what do you think about the scene with her crying and, and was it needed or not or whatever? I, it was all right. I thought that the whole twist of her and Teddy was an interesting wrench in, in, in the gears. Mm-hmm. So that, that just kind of played into it. Yeah, because I was going to ask you guys right away. The scene Laura's talking about where she's crying, she's clearly talking to somebody. All they really yeah. show is like a hand on her cheek. 
And then later, oh, you know it's him. I was gonna, it's like, I, who else I, I, I was gonna ask, did you guys know right away? Like, of course, it's the of other popular like There's no one yeah. else in the movie. Oh. If they show any person, you're gonna be like, who is that? Yeah. Of course, they're gonna show someone you've already seen. I don't like. I thought it could have been Jay Muse or something like that. Kevin Smith brought him in for a scene. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Uh, but okay. All right. You know. Wow. That's crazy, Laura. I can't believe you hate that scene. But uh, nah, I'm not not a fan of that. <laughs> and I watched it twice too, and both times I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. This is not working for me. Interesting. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, so pretty, yeah, pretty much Justin wakes up. He's fucking getting sewn together again. Uh, oh. to, to me, it's one of the most, as much as, as much as there's a whole scene with him in a full sewn together walrus suit, the scene actually where he's sewing his arms to his sides. Oh, yeah. That was and gross. The, the background is all the like, uh, bone skeletal like designs he has in place of like a walrus you know patched together with a human there's skin hanging around there's a really cool shot of like a couple of tools close up that are all bloody and which i thought that scene was actually a pretty fucked up scene as much as you haven't even seen the real gore yet but just kind of like it's almost slow burning the grossness of it um Mm -hmm. what do you guys think of that first like reveal of like the gross i don't know what you want to call it doctor's table area that he was working with (laughs) yeah i thought it was effective i i really i knew it was coming and i really didn't want to see the walrus so even at this point i'm like you Mm -hmm. know oh god please just I just wanted to disappear, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. You guys know by now, like I'm not into the body torture horror and this is, this is that, but Mm -hmm. for some reason, the scene where he was actually like surgically transforming him, I, I wasn't as freaked out. I think it's because they kept showing, like you said, like the, the diagrams on the wall and he was also doing a bunch of his mumbo jumbo speeches the whole time too. Um, So for me, it was just more anxiety inducing. Yeah. yeah. He was going through a whole spiel of like his life and how his mother was murdered in front of him. And he was into a, like a child, whatever it's an orphanage that they transformed into like a psych ward. And then he was Mm -hmm. raped by everybody and like sold his body to people through there. And he didn't, you know, get out until he escaped to the military. And that's kind of what goes into, you know, him with the, being in the military and the walrus and stuff, but just seeing how tore up this guy's life was. I mean, it's never an excuse for what you end up being is when you become a serial killer, but it always is the case of there's always abuse usually at the beginning yeah. that leads to this type at of a stuff. Young age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what did you think of that scene, Greg, with the whole craziness sewing them together? Yeah. I'm with you guys. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me there was what makes it so effective and creepy is that he's not even paying. It seems like he's not even paying attention to his, what he's doing while he's sewing up Justin's arms together, right? He's like telling his story. And this is like what I kind of do when I'm drawing. I I zone out and it, it makes me feel like I'm just working at a craft. So watching him just talk and have no issues as if he's just, you know, at an arts and crafts table made it really freaky and compound on top of that. You can't see what he's doing. You just get inferences by looking at these anatomical diagrams on the wall where he's like splicing together a, a walrus skeleton and the human skeleton. You just, your imagination is starting to fire up in the background. Mm-hmm. And then of course they, you know, they give you little bits here and there and it just builds it up. I thought maybe to me, this was probably the second best scene because of mm. just the way that they build the tension. I think there probably should have been more somehow between what you see here and the final product. But yeah, mm-hmm. this was a really good start. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I already talked about what I think of this scene is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, pretty much beyond that, this really, this movie dives into two separate storylines now, you know, Justin Long made a phone call to his girlfriend and the guy, Teddy his podcast guy saying what's going on. Help me, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why he wouldn't call the police first, you know, but that's another thing, you know? Um, so pretty much you have, uh, the girlfriend and the podcast guy, Teddy, you're trying to find him going to the cops, going to Gila point, this and that. And then you have the storyline with Justin, being transformed full walrus so which path do you guys want to talk about first do you want to talk about the investigation stuff or do you want to talk about full walrus what do you think laura i only want to talk about the walrus because the investigation <laughs> stuff bores me it bores you <laughs> yeah I, okay i'll just quickly touch on it yeah. i mean i think it's cool that they had this great cameo by johnny depp and i understand his character was meant to be funny i personally don't think i laughed anything he said except for the scene where he does an impersonation of a walrus like crucified and he puts his arms up like that uh-huh. yeah and that was kind of funny uh but other than that i thought it was dumb mm. uh super dumb it didn't and, and even though we've already established that there, this is like a comedic horror film to me this went beyond this went this mm-hmm. was like a different type of comedy and it just didn't fit for me at all mm-hmm. but that being said man am i happy that there was some comedy in this movie because then when you see the walrus <laughs> i i mean you guys this was vomit inducing okay the, they're like they zoom in on him before yeah. they show you the full suit and it's just all this skin sewn together and there's like random ears yeah. here and there yeah mm-hmm. you know and then you finally see that it's like, it is Justin's eyes and that's it. I mean, he is unrecognizable in that suit. And the thing that really grossed me out the most was the neck skin. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Very, uh, oh, very, right. very, very phallic looking, very Tremors-esque. I didn't even think of it being phallic looking. To mm-hmm. me, it was just disgusting the way it moved. It would like pop in and out like. Kind of like that, you know, like this, Laura. Like this, see, like I'm doing like this, see. What? Oh my God. <laughs> Please stop whatever you're doing. But that was one thing that kind of confused me. Can I put a, just put a pin in there and, and say that I think that one part that slightly took me out in this moment of seeing him in the walrus suit is I was having a hard, you know, I found myself thinking about what part of him was body modification and what part was the suit like i I couldn't tell like i noticed my brain was trying to figure that out when i should have been paying attention to the scene so i just i think i think it would have been better to know just by looking at justin exactly what had been done to him Hmm. and how you know to see it get grossed out and and look on as it was, there was like there was no transition, whether it was visually or some kind of explanation between the arm sewing up scene that we just talked about and like the full walrus. I was like, what is okay, the bridge? Thank you. If you're going to sew his arms up to his sides, then what are the arms he's using in the suit? How is he maneuvering? His uh, arms are up here. How is he? <laughs> you guys, I have such big problems. The two things I have. The... Okay. Mm-hmm. The two things I have the biggest problems with are the arms. He has the walrus arms and he's moving them. How if his arms are so decide? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. You know, what? what is it? I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh-huh. And then also, I'm sorry, if he were to live as a walrus, which he does, <laughs> how does he urinate? 
How does he defecate? You don't. You don't think. Uh, you don't think Howard made him a pee hole and a poop hole. You don't think so? Like, I think this just goes to Greg's <laughs> point that, thing that the there was yeah. there was actually kind of a big disconnect between A and B. Like you, they went through all the detail of this is what he does, and these are the diagrams, and he does the sewing of the arms, and then we just get a walrus, and you're looking at it, and that's the first thing I thought of too. Wow. Like, well, how does that work? How does that work? You guys are. Uh, I didn't want to know any. Anymore. I didn't want to know how things were working inside there. I, I don't want to know. I just I, I looking at it visually enough is like I don't want to see the inside. This is disgusting. Well, I didn't either, but it was like a it was an impulse that I couldn't mm. stop that yeah. was just floating in Me the back. Too. You know, it's just that I noticed that it was there. Wow. It wasn't like, oh my god, oh, I can't watch this because I don't know. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. just it was there. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I agree with you guys. It is disgusting. It's, you know, the the, oh, horrifying. the skin together. Like you said, Laura, every time there's like a, a an ear randomly on the skin or there was, I think, one where there's like a whole face that stretched out looking. It's like brown. It's oh, like dark I didn't looking. See that. Yeah. yeah, it's just nasty looking all together. And then you have Justin, like I said, going full, full acting with his like gagging or or yelling. I mean, one thing that is beneficial from the Gila Point scene is he does tell you more or less what's happening to him, saying that the, the legs are chopped off, saying that they remove his tongue so he can't talk. And that's why Justin can't talk when he's in the walrus suit because sure. he doesn't have a tongue. Without that information, you would be like, why isn't he talking? Why isn't he, yeah. you know, saying yeah. anything? I, I, you know, and that's something I didn't catch, I think, until the second time seeing it. I was like, oh, that makes sense now why he doesn't talk. He just kind of yells, you know, more or less, you know. But uh, Greg, <laughs> what do you think about the whole Gee LaPointe stuff and the cop stuff, you know, all that setup? Sorry, I hated it. Hated that it was too? terrible. Really? That was terrible. You know, as much as I love Johnny Depp, just take him out. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, okay, what's well, good that we get some explanation about the procedures. That's something I can get from a police report in a couple seconds telling me about the tongues being removed, whatever. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't I don't need him to be in it. His scenes felt so awkward because I mm-hmm. felt like Johnny Depp is this really great actor and he's doing this thing, but it just felt like a cameo. Like they had never... I don't know. It was just lacking in urgency and seriousness mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. whole time. Like I, you know what I did, Laura, after their, uh, that first scene where they're in the diner and they had that flashback and they go back to the diner. I thought, wow, I have to find out how long that was. Do you guys know how long that scene was? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't. 15 minutes. Wow. Jesus Christ. That's way too long. That's a 15 minute scene. And then, you know, no. he, he's doing his thing, you know, he kind of, the, the goofiness he's trying to do an accent like okay that, that's okay but i just feel like cut him out hmm. you know fill that gap in with something it, it doesn't matter a twist a plot or something just i didn't feel like it was needed at all wow no i mean i i, I agree I, I somewhat agree with you guys it is the most lacking part in this movie it doesn't horribly bother me i'm just like okay it's a scene that's giving me information it's somewhat funny you know the accents are kind of goofy you know uh but but i get it you know you really just want to get more of like what's going on with justin <laughs> what is happening to justin you know um yeah so so pretty much i mean we can just kind of go into like the end more or less of this movie because really you're just talking about it just goes back and forth them trying to find him then it's like justin is swimming with the guy in a pool at one scene it's like the howard howell guy is really trying to make justin this walrus uh mr tusk you know and he's telling him stories about when they were together and how much he loved him and he needs to go full walrus he needs to fully commit and blah 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 you know it really leads to the end of this movie which is pretty much the howard howell guy getting in his own walrus suit that he built (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> and pretty much. I didn't see that coming. That I gotta a, say, that was a twist. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna you wanna set it up, Laura? You wanna set that scene up pretty much at the end there? Yeah. So kind of like you said, you know, he tells him it's either die as this walrus or become a walrus and live your life, but you have to be a walrus. Um, and I thought it was really actually kind of cool how in the very first scene where he pushes him in the water, like forcing him to learn to swim mm. in his new body, uh, Justin Long sees a bunch of right. like skeletal mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. walrus. So, so clearly this guy has done this how many times yeah, now, That's true. you know, mm-hmm. um, and in order to become full walrus, you know, you have to fight and kill and act like a walrus. And so what Mr. Howe does is he gets into his own bodysuit. And for him, you know, for him, it's like a, it's a win-win or maybe it's a lose-lose. I don't know. Because in his mind, he's like, either you fight me and you kill me because that's what I deserve. He felt he had such guilt because even though he was stuck on this island with Mr. Tusk, he ended up eating him. Mm-hmm because he was starving to death and he ended up getting saved not too like, long after right, that. Like literally as he's eating him. Like if he would have yeah, waited maybe 20 more minutes, they both would have lived. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he has this guilt and he also misses him. So he's hoping to not only have Justin go full walrus as they, as he says, <laughs> not as they say. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> well, we're going to definitely say he it now. Says- <laughs> the walrus community says that. Yeah. But in order to do that, he's like, you need to fight me while I'm in this suit. And he actually is hoping that kind of hoping that he kills him because then if he kills him, then he knows, all right, you're gone. You're so far gone. You have become a walrus. Mm -hmm. But also he feels like he's getting the revenge that he deserves. So it actually is a really twisted, crazy story. Um, And that is basically what happens. Uh, Justin fights him and ends up ends up impaling him through the chest with his tusks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys notice too what his tusks are made of? Did you guys notice the whole plot with that? No. Well, cause uh, it's his leg bone, right? Mm-hmm. He take, he take, he takes his femur bones and makes it it's into foul. the tusks and this and that. And yeah. That, Cause that's something you don't catch the first time you see uh, when Justin's leg first leg is taken off uh, the Howard Howe guy sitting in the chair, like polishing a mm-hmm. bone and you don't realize it at the time until later on you're like oh shit that was his own leg bone oh like, yeah that, and that's just even more fucked up to be like oh my god you know i know um, yeah but uh what did, what did you think of the fight scene with the two walruses greg was it kaiju like do you think they were kaijus no they weren't kaijus. <laughs> laura do you think they're kaijus <laughs> no no oh, uh, laura's finally learning they're not kaijus okay good i like it uh, <laughs> i learned you learn good job <laughs> they're just actual animals that that live <laughs> well neither of them are actual animals <laughs> so maybe they were maybe they are a kaiju maybe they're baby kaijus oh my god laura's been right this whole time oh, oh wow okay what do, what do you think of that scene though greg listening to what you know you talk about his background laura and, and his history with the walrus makes me think that he carries this uh like self-hate around with him his whole life and he's trying to repent for it you could say so that's why i think he's doing this ritual he's he's pulling in people and he's becoming like uh he's becoming their caregiver and earning their trust and so he puts people in the suit and fights them to like recreate that moment where he felt he unfairly killed mr walrus yeah can't believe i've ever, I've ever whatever say a sentence like that in my life <laughs> but then so the idea is that if he gets killed that's like him um that's him serving his punishment. 
my god. Oh, that's funny. Also, how seriously you said I it, know, too. It's, it's so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you catch yourself saying random things on this, uh, yeah. this spot. And it, can I add one other thing? Is I, I really hated the music in this scene. The, isn't that the isn't that the test music, Laura? That's the what that's what they paid yeah. like three million dollars for. <laughs> exactly. Save the money. The upbeat, silly music absolutely kills this scene. It, the dopey drums and the bass line. Dum, duck, dum, duck, dum. Here's the thing is, guys, I, I after this movie, OK, I, I only watched it once, but I did go back to the scene and I started going through my iPhone and picking scary songs that I think might go better with it. And I found the perfect song in you know Suspiria Goblin song called The Witch if you play this song exactly at an hour and 28 minutes it transforms this scene it becomes less of this stupid silly fight between two guys in a walrus suit and it becomes this horrific scary eerie scene um you know between our murderer and his captor it's insane so i think they could have saved you know whatever two million for this license and and actually improved the scene by by changing it i feel like i need to do a mashup of this and and send it to you guys it's, it's really yeah important. please do that i would love i would throw, love th- throw that shit up on tiktok dude get a tiktok oh, going come on you know, yeah you gotta get some content out there you know yeah yeah uh i have to say that as cheesy as it was and i know and i i'm pretty sure that 99 percent of the time i would totally agree with you greg but i love fleetwood mac <laughs> and i love that song <laughs> it's a good song so like i just don't even care i love that song <laughs> i was like this is great you were just lowers closing her eyes is grooving you know yeah uh, totally. Yeah. 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 It, it's a it's a crazy scene, you know, and it's almost it's crazy to think like it's almost poetic what this Howard Howe guy is doing. You know, how like like you both I think have said just how well, for him. For yeah, for him, <laughs> for his character, as much as he's fucked up and crazy of like, you know what I mean? Like it is like he's trying to make up for what he did in his life, you know, by by giving, mm-hmm. you know, the walrus he he killed a second chance at living. You know what I mean? It is poetic and it's actually really like sweet and sincere as much as I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that. I wouldn't say I mean, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't even know if that's actually true. But it, it is it is it is a good uh, you know, what do you want to call it a twist or not? But uh, you know, being like this guy is he's insane, but he's coming from <laughs> he's coming from his heart, you know? <laughs> you definitely have to say that 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 karma plays a theme in this movie. Like you notice that Justin Long's legs got cut off, but in the beginning of the movie, he was trying to exploit that kid who cut off his leg with the sword. So it's almost like he's getting what's coming to him for ridiculing and taking advantage of someone. Now he's the one in that position. How does it feel? Oh yeah. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. That's, that's Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, you have the, the girlfriend and Haley Joe Osmond show up with Gila point. They're eating eating poutine, you know, they show, they show up and blah, blah, blah. You know, they catch it at the very end. Justin killed the guy or whatever. And then uh, it looks like Gila point's going to shoot Justin, which I think in that scene, actually, the way I took it was like, Justin was, Oh, he wanted it. That's he what was I, like, that's yes, what I thought. Yes, I was, kill me, kill like, me. Kill me. That's what I thought too, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it cuts the block and then you have the finale of this movie, the very last scene. Ugh. Again, Laura, do you want to set it up? You keep doing these facial expressions. You want to set up the end, Laura? No, I, I'm just doing the expressions because they come out of me like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, Greg could take it away. I don't know. Or you could take it away. <laughs> okay, Greg, you want to set up the uh, end scene here? They keep him alive as a walrus. <laughs> Somebody tell me in what way, shape, or form do we let Wallace Wallace uh, live as a walrus? You tell me that's more humane than just putting a bullet in his 
mm-hmm. you know, little walrus skull. Um, yeah, they they really don't go into details of like, you know, like what happened in this year gap. It, it does like a year jump, pretty much. Wallace, you know, Wallace the walrus, you know, he's he's in his little habitat at some like animal sanctuary. The girlfriend shows up to me to say goodbye. I think maybe finally, yeah. Um, she throws him a fish. She you know waddles out and eats it, and you know and. She kind of just yells at him like Wallace. And then there's also a flashback intertwined in there, which I know Laura's probably going to hate. She hates all the flashbacks where the girlfriend tells a story about her grandpa crying at her grandma's funeral or something like that. And just saying that the grandpa, pretty much the grandpa said, you know, it's okay to cry. It shows that we have a soul and it shows we're, we're different from animals. You know, mm-hmm. so you have the very last scene of this movie. It cuts to Justin. And he has a tear rolling down his eye, almost showing that he still has a soul that maybe he's still in there. I don't know. But uh, what do you think, Laura? <laughs> what do you think, Laura? Of this? Wait, like, I'm sorry. But OK, if there are only three options, OK, keep him a walrus, kill him mm-hmm. or try to put him back together this is the last choice. <laughs> the last choice. What? I'm sorry, yeah. but like he should just be put down. <laughs> he should be put down. I like that is the humane thing to do at this point, or at least try to save his life somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm. I have issues with how does he pee? Or what does he eat? <laughs> He's got a human. I don't care what has happened to his bones and tendons and muscles and skin. He still has his you know, uh, digestion and stomach and all of that bullshit. So I'm sorry, I don't care. Maybe a scientist can come on and correct (laughs) me, but I don't think he's going to live a very long life as it is. I think that this is not, this is unnatural Mm -hmm. for him. And there's going to be, you know, uh, health side effects that are detrimental to him. Yeah, I just, I cannot believe he is a walrus living at a sanctuary. <laughs> I, like, oh my God. I mean, you have to give it up. It's the most fucked up ending. You know what I mean? Like, like it's you, the dumbest oh, ending. Yes, but if they would have just killed him, it's like, okay, it makes sense. If they would have been able to transform him back to human, it's like, okay, it makes sense. This ending, you're like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit. Like, it's insane. Like, it doesn't make sense, but I think that's why it's so crazy of an ending. I do like there being an enduring problem after the threat is killed. That's something that I like to see in horror movies where it's like the, the bad guy is, is killed and it's not over. Mm-hmm. He may be dead, but there are lingering consequences or there's a toll to pay still in some way, shape or form. And that's, you know, you, you, the good guys have to deal with that through the credits and beyond. And it keeps you thinking this, this movie had that because yeah, if he had been killed, then it's like, okay, well then um, Haley Joel Osman and, um, and his girlfriend, they just walk away. Everybody forgets about this. They try to live the rest of their lives trying to forget about it, but they don't have to deal with this problem that that keeps coming up so yeah mm-hmm. but it's interesting yeah did you guys notice too he kept having those big gulps down there when he was in the habitat he had a couple big gulps mm-hmm. yeah those those, those a bunch of cups yeah. there too so that's all he i guess consumes his fish and and big gulp sodas or whatever <sighs> help he's drinking i thought it was kind of funny um yeah his life expectancy has to be pretty short at this point right i mean this is crazy yeah 
Yeah. You know, they didn't really show what was like in those big gulps, but you know what I think it was? It was probably some Ray's energy <laughs> drinks and <laughs> there was probably some liquid in there, some Ray's. He has to stay awake. He's a walrus, you know, I don't know how much they sleep. Uh, so speaking of Ray's energy drinks, uh, that's a little one of our sponsors. Uh, Ray's energy is one of the best energy drinks on the market today. An honest product that is exactly what it's supposed to be. A great taste energy drink, zero sugar, no crash, wide uh, flavor variety. How have they been working out for you, Greg? You've been drinking them? You turned into a walrus? <laughs> <laughs> don't turn into a walrus. No. Is there a but wal- they, they, they they do give you the the stamina as a wal like a walrus. <laughs> stamina of a walrus. Do they have? Well, we did see the inside of the penis, the vacuum. Yeah, so, that's you know. true. There you go. All right. Yeah. Is there a walrus flavor, Greg? How about that? No. <laughs> no. There's not a walrus flavor. No. No. I <laughs> no. Think, yeah. It's orange. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So send that over to the contact at Rip Sports. Let them know it's a new flavor we created for them. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to taste that flavor, Greg said, uh, you can go to Rep Sports, R-E-P-P Sports.com. Uh, use our promo code Conjecturing for 15% off at checkout. Uh, yeah. So do that. Get some rays. Get some walrus in your mouth. Uh, so let's no, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, uh, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get to our ratings. And in this movie, let's get to our ratings. Uh, so right, right up, you know, not up front, but uh, just you know, kind of letting everybody know, Rotten Tomatoes are, are pretty low on this movie. You have a critic score of forty five percent. You have an audience score of thirty six percent. I feel like usually the audience score is higher than critic score, which is interesting. Um, like I said, a lot of those people I knew, I, I checked out a couple. They they shouted out that there was just too much talking in this movie. They just wanted more of the of the gore and the horror, which which I think is yeah. might be part of part of, part of a Laura's uh, you know response here. Um, but let's do uh, let's do one to five ratings. Let's do the obvious. How many tusks? How many tusks are you giving this movie? One to five. You can do some quick positive negatives if you want. Uh, what do you think, uh, Laura? This was another tough one for me. It, I've been going back and forth. I think I'm gonna land on a two point five for this movie. And that that 2.5, honestly, is all Justin Long and Michael Parks mm. acting. I thought it was so strong. And, and a little bit of that is also, like you said, Rob, like learning about how this movie was made, the fact that it was some jokey ad and that Kevin Smith was on this podcast and like thinking of ways they could make this into like a future length movie. And then they actually, uh, you know, it was a vote. They said, okay, if you want to hashtag walrus, yes, we'll mm-hmm. make the movie hashtag walrus. No, we won't make it. Well, obviously a ton of people said walrus. Yes. So, I mean, no one can really be mad that this movie was made because it literally was voted on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just think the creativity was great. The acting with Justin Long and Michael Parks, fantastic. But I, again, this is like, this movie's not for me, just the content. Mm-hmm. And I really really disliked guy guy lapointe and the girlfriend a lot which is, so, which is yeah. like a third close to two-thirds of this movie so sadly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep no that makes sense i was gonna ask both you guys real quick before we get to greg did you guys listen all the way through the credits they play the actual yeah. podcast when they yeah. thought of the idea and this and that and how he sets up the ending of the movie and being talking about like greg said playing like this funky upbeat music during this fight scene and being like that would be hilarious so you know uh but uh, yeah it's pretty cool like when they actually do the podcast and this and that and where it comes from it's really cool i yeah. remember listening to that back in the day when it actually happened and and everything uh, it was really cool really yeah because oh, wow. cool. his podcast one of the podcasts i actually listened to um like religiously um 
I think it's where I get a lot of my sense of humor from, to be honest with you, you know, <laughs> think about it, a lot of dick jokes and dark humor and this and that, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's a good combo. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Greg. So what do you think? One to five, how many tests are you given this movie? Sure. Yeah. Just first of all, I'm mad that this movie wasn't better. Mm-hmm. The idea is so crazy and innovative. I think it could have, could have been really, really good. Has a quality film production, the walrus prosthetics, I guess you'd call it really creepy. It's, it's so unique. Um, I think if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to watch it for Justin Long. Of course, he's really good. And the, the Michael Parks, uh, you know, performance. And of course, you're going to see it for this really weird walrus idea, which is freaking creepy. Um, I'm going to say it's it's I'm with Laura two and a half, two and a half tusks. So that's not to say to me that it's just an average movie, like two and a half out of five. But parts of it were funny. Parts were, you know, horrific and scary. But at the same time, like other parts were off and it and it just mm-hmm. drags a bit, you know, to where you just, you know, you have some good, you have some bad. And it just winds up in this average state, you know, um, and I'm I'm not saying it's a terrible movie or that it was badly conceived. Like, you, you know, you, you guys mentioned that, like learning about how it was made was really cool to see. But there were just a lot of mistakes, like faux pas yeah. that you can't you can't do in, in, a, in a movie that you want to be good. Like it's 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 not fleshed out. I mean, no pun intended, you know, uh, <laughs> all the different stories. And I wanted to hear more about um, why he's doing what he's doing and less about the investigation. I just yeah. think um, it's a, it's such a crazy idea. And I wish I were like you, Rob, listening to the, to the podcast when it was like going from the, the planning and vision stage to, okay, let's actually do this. That sounds like it would be really exciting. But I think the way that it was just delivered to us as viewers, it would have made a better short film. Mm. Just like, mm. oh, crazy idea. This is what's going to happen. Boom. But for a full length film, it's like redo the story. Yeah. Redo it. Yeah. Redo it all these horrific elements that we saw you know and then just actually get into dive into again no pun intended all these whatever themes that you wanted there to be or you didn't feel comfortable really getting into um the meaning of humanity our cruelty to each other whatever you want to call it like yeah make that the bulk of what your your movie is and i think you have a really creepy horror story um on your hands but it's like now this walrus idea it's already been used no one can do it again but it, it could have been so so cool and creepy yeah yeah that's true that's true i don't know maybe you pick your poison i could write a little short walrus story greg you can voice the walrus of course and kind of see what happens to you you know <laughs> wait does he have a, a french canadian accent or does he just have his walrus I don't know, whatever whatever noises. you want to go with man we could do that in the casting process you know figure it out you know okay uh, <laughs> I mean, you're already great. Your name is already Gregory. So you're already halfway there, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I'm actually right there with you guys. I think uh, not rating aside, but uh, you know, likes and dislikes, you know, I like all of the horrific stuff. I like Justin Long, Michael Parks, every scene with them, I think is gold. Even the gross stuff is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, the, all the stuff with Guy Point and the girlfriend and the other podcast guy, I'm kind of like, yeah, like whatever. It doesn't like bother yeah. me. I don't think it's like horrible, but I think it's just because like I like Kevin Smith's writing and his acting. So I'm able to be like, okay, I already said up front, you know, I'm a big fan of Kevin, what he did. I, the journey of making this movie was so cool. So to me, that gives it, bumps it up because my love for it. So if you guys are going 2.5, I would say a three then for me. And, you know, that gives me half a point up to be like, I, you know, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie in a fucked up yeah. way, you know? 
Um, yeah, so, so that's pretty much it for the rev the review portion here. We've got our ratings. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, next week is a new month. You know, as we mentioned, our anniversary episode, we'll be releasing our entire schedule for March here and posting on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so hopefully this allows, you know, everybody listening out there to have more time to watch the movies we're talking about uh, and get ready for what we have planned. Um, also, remember, please send it in your conjecture choice uh, suggestions for movies. We're going to be still doing that once a month. Uh, you can send them in um, to email conjecturingpod at gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. And you can also check us out our, you know, on our website podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. That'll have everything on our website too as well. So, uh, Laura, what are we going to be conjecturing next week and for the rest of the month? Laura, what do you think? What's going on? All right. So for my pick, which is next week, we are going to be conjecturing 2014's The Babadook. Oh, wow. <gasps> nice. Wow. Okay. That, yeah. that one's really scary, right? It's really scary. Mm. I'm actually surprised I'm picking it because the first time I watched it, I feel like I had an out-of-body experience. I was so terrified. Mm. Um, but it was a really good movie, very deep. I think there's going to be positives and negatives to talk about. Mm. And honestly, the number one reason I'm picking it is because when I was re-listening to past episodes to get ready for our anniversary show, uh, it was the episode where actually Greg's wife came on and said like, oh, you guys should do that movie. Or I think she was actually giving you an idea because mm -hmm. it was your pick next, Greg. Oh, yeah. And you're like, not going to do that. And then you ended up picking Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that we were ready for the Babadook. It's always been on my list. I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Baba. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm excited for that then. I'm not excited, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm actually scared, but you know, <laughs> that seems like a good pick there. All right. And then uh, the week after that, uh, we're going to have Greg's pick after that, Greg. So what are you going to be having coming for month of March? Yeah. Yeah. So again, anniversary show, still talking about the, the same jokes that we circle back and forth every single episode. So, you know, we always joke about what's in the cups. <gasps> so what I want to know is what's in the box. Oh, so we're going shit. to review the movie seven, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Damn, dude. Oh, wow. Uh, talk about a fucked up movie. As much as like a walrus is fucked up, ooh, this movie might take the cake. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is gonna, March is going to be a really scary month, you guys. It's really What are you scary. guys trying to do to me? Come on. You know? I know. I can't, any poutine, I can't any any poutine this month. It'll go right through me. It's okay. Just smell it. Just smell it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll just smell it. I'll smell the poutine. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. To add to the list of horror, we have our listener choice pick, which also seems like it's going to be really scary. I might not make it to April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Laura. So what's, uh, what's our conjecture choice? What do we got? All right. Our conjecture choice. So this came in from Jess M., and her pick is the 2019 Guatemalan supernatural horror film La Llorona. Uh, I will say that this is the one that is a Shutter original, mm -hmm. so not to be confused with the also 2019 The Curse oh, wow. of La Llorona, which has Linda Cardinelli in it. So not that one, the Shutter one. And Jess says that she's super excited about this new Shutter original. Um, it has been nominated for a bunch of awards and just has all the buzz around it right now. So thinks it would be a good movie to conjecture. And I agree. Super excited wow. to check it out. That's Ooh. that's super cool. I've been hearing so much about that movie right now on social media and everybody's talking about it with its nominations and just talking about, you know, almost like horror never gets that spotlight it deserves as like a media. And it's always yeah. so cool that when one of the movies gets spotted out on a big 
stage. Uh, so that's cool. I'm actually, I've never seen it, of course. So I'm excited to watch that. Hopefully I make it to that point. Hopefully your guys' movie Shoot. picks don't kill me and then I never see it. But uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah. And then last we got for the month, we got our first pick your poison segment. This is uh, my choice, my pick your poison. And I thought it would only be fitting, be like our new theme is The Shining. We're in the gold room. I think we should do something with that. And also our first guest we're going to have on the show. So I'm actually going to bring on a a guest. He's a writer. He has a book out right now called The Mirroring. Um, It's about The Shining. It's about Kubrick's inside story, more or less, of what the meaning is and getting into super, super deep details. I mean, this guy would, would kill Graves probably if he had a chance. He's, he goes so deep in these things. I think, you know, um, <laughs> he goes 12 feet deep. Yeah. Graves only goes six. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> his, his name is, uh, Rob Jane. So he's going to be on for pick your poison. He's going to talk about his book, what it's about. I know Laura's going to power through and read it. Uh, before then me and Greg might try to attempt to, we'll see what happens there, but I'll definitely gonna have a lot of questions i think greg needs to bring his uh grave diggings from the shining episode because i think maybe you can go back and forth with this guy and kind of see what happens uh, i think it'd be a fun episode i think it'd be cool for our fir- first pick your poison what do you think laura i'm super pumped i just want to i mean i just want to read one sentence from <laughs> the description of the book because i just feel like Man, if any of our listeners are interested and want to get this book and read it, I it just sounds incredible to me. So um, what he says is, there is new evidence that suggests that there is indeed a treasure trove of secret information and hidden meaning encoded into this puzzling film. So basically saying that Stanley Kubrick hid like another film within a film. Mm. And uh, it, the book is um, broken down by the same direction as the movie. And so I'm super pumped. Wow. I'm going to read it. I'm going to rewatch The Shining. I can't wait to talk to this guy. It's going to be really cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah, the book is on Amazon. Uh, it's on Amazon and it's called The Mirroring. You could check it out there. I think it's whatever, 25 bucks or something like that for digital. You know, um, yeah, but that'd be really cool. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Our first pick your poison, our first guest. I mean, we're knocking, you know, two things out at once, which I think is super cool. Um, which is actually, I'm super, I'm super excited, you know, super, super fun. Maybe Graves will pop in and, and see what he says to this guy. <laughs> That'd be an interesting segment if we bring Graves out with no notice to to him and, you know, be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, what now? <laughs> it's going to be super cool. I, I'm really excited too. He sounds like a very knowledgeable guy. I think it's going to be great. We love, we love that movie. That's definitely right, Rob, our longest, longest Longest episode, yeah, two hours and twenty six minutes, as long as the, the the American version of that movie, yeah. So there we go. There's our full month that's going on. Uh, what is it? March, right? Full month of March. Mm-hmm. There, I'm excited. Everybody can know what's going on ahead of time. Um, so get ready for that. Um, yeah. So lastly, remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on, and also check out the Slash and Cast podcast network that we're on Slash and Cast.net. So that's it from the Gold Room tonight. This has been the Conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. Yeah. Until next time, remember horror subjectives of conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Walrus out. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag walrus. Yes. Hashtag walrus. No. (laughs) Cutting that, cutting that out.
I love the taste of poop. Poop <laughs> Sorry. Uh